No, I'm not starting. I'm not presenting this. No. <laughs> You've already started. <laughs> so all yours, baby. No, this this isn't fair. Hello and welcome to the weekend. I am host Mark. And with me for the first time ever. My co-host, the curator, Sia Morrison. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a go. All right, there you go. Listening to Weekend Chubby. I'm Marks and I have a special co host with me, C.M. Morrison. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad to be here on the Weekend Chubby on the other end of the Chubby. So to speak. Um, thank you for having me on the Chubby, Margs. No worries. <laughs> Anytime. Anyway, we have a um, rather interesting show lined up. We're going to be talking about dreams, interesting facts about dreams, and we're going to have a bit of a playlist afterwards as well. It's going to be a dreamy show. Yes, a very dreamy show. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to be here and to talk about dreams with you. I don't have quite the radio voice that you have, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, good. No, we no okay. Oh, that's just. I'm just going to try to shake it out. Then. Okay, just sure. get rid of the radio voice. I don't know. Just yeah. Just for you. Well, normally we start the show with what we learned this week. Okay, so what did you learn this week? <laughs> <laughs> We'll well, start with you. It, it, that's a very good question. Thank you. Um, that's what asked me what I learned this week. It's, it's really difficult because I learn a lot in my job that I don't talk about on the on any of these shows. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess not, and not to bring the, the the tone down at all, but I think what's really important is to mention that uh, White Ribbon Day is. On the 23rd of November, so this drops on the same day as White Ribbon Day. And if you're not sure what White Ribbon Day is, it's a day that recognises and brings attention to the real serious problem of domestic violence in Australia. And it, amongst other things, encourages men to not only take responsibility, but also proactive action against domestic violence by wearing white ribbon, by taking a pledge. A pledge that says that you know, no matter what, you won't you won't be a bystander. You won't um, uh, you certainly won't participate in any sort of abuse of any kind um, within the domestic, particularly in the domestic um, sphere. So, so what I, I guess what I guess on a on a sad night, oh, definitely on a sad night, it's just some of the statistics I learned today around. Um, uh, Domestic violence in Australia, which really is, I don't know, it's really sad to me in this day and age that uh, a, po- a portion of our population, unfortunately, a big portion of our population, maybe portions, I don't want to see it, I don't want to, I don't want to undersell it too, um, 
caution sounds small. There's a there's unfortunately a decent section of our society that thinks it's okay to be abusive, and that's not cool. It's nothing lovely about that. Um, it's not from a place of love, domestic violence in any any way. It's it's a horrible thing. Um, uh, as a man, as the male of the species, um, I really appreciate um, our, our female uh, brethren and what they what they offer biologically and what they contribute so, so, so socially and in every way. You know, everyone's a daughter, a mother, a sister, a cousin. A grandmother, you know, everyone belongs somewhere to somebody, and we all have the right to feel safe and feel loved and protected. And uh, yeah, I, I think I'm just rambling on now, but <laughs> so yeah, so if I'm not, I have, it's not saying I really learned, I guess I haven't really thrown any, out any statistics there. Something like 94% um, of all domestic violence is male. Against female, I guess that's another thing that comes up when you talk about um, domestic violence in Australia is some of the really silly responses are like, what about the men um, being abused by women? And certainly that is a percentage, but that, you know, you compare it to 94, it's not, in, not insignificant, but certainly a very small portion of that, of that pie chart. And then, of course, domestic violence can happen in any um, relation, type of relationship too. So, you know, it is heterocentric because, unfortunately, again, the statistics are representative of the um, heterosexual relationships. Um, anyway, not to bang on and certainly not to bring the, the tone down, but to make aware that that's a thing and if you can show your support, again, you're shining light. Um, Shining light in the darkness of something that needs to be eliminated. Because to, it's just ridiculous. It shouldn't even be a thing. Why are we hurting people? I mean, there's enough pain in the world. There's enough suffering. Um, and I know I've got long hair and speak in a soft voice, but I'm not a hippie, I don't think. But, you know, I do like, I do believe, in, you know, there's not enough love in this world. You know, we don't need to add hate to it. There's enough of that. Anyway, what did you learn this week? Very well said. Oh, thank you. Um, what did I learn? Well, I've recently started a new job, so I've been learning the new system this week. So I've learned lots of little things to make my, you know, make me be able to do my job. So if you want to know what that job is, because you're, you're sounding a bit vague at the moment, you can yeah, go to vague. Extra Volume 3, Gush and Musiconium, because clearly couldn't come up with a better name, <laughs> a better pun, Hush and Pandemonium, you're the show that you host yes. on 3D Radio That's every right. second Monday between 9 and 11 That's p.m. Right. and it's coming up this Monday. This Monday. Yes. So we're, we're actually recording, this must be a chubby first, because normally we record on the Friday. I don't think they've recorded on a Thursday. So, <laughs> this, um, so the Friday that this drops, you are on the Monday, which would be the 26th. 26th. Mm. Sorry. And you were telling us about what you learned. What I learned. So, yeah, a new um, system at work that mm-hmm. I'll be using to Got do my job. A computer system, also. Okay, a computer system, yeah. Mm. Challenging? <sighs> no, not really. Exciting. But it's just, it's just um, responsibility. It's 
it's just just a system I have to learn that I've never seen before. But no, it's pretty pretty easy to pick up. There's just some nuances, and it's uh, it's a rel- it's only been rolled out at my company like for about six weeks, so it's very new. So people are still learning how to use it. So you're one of the privileged, selected few who get to look behind the curtain of the machine. In a way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to be... I'm going to be... Way more grand <laughs> I know, I know. You can see I'm not that, you know, really excited, but it will mean that I can do my job and that's what I want to do. Enough of training, time for working. I know that just sounds so lame, but... It does. Yes. Anyway, that's, anyway, that's especially why I a, do radio. <laughs> I was going to say, especially on a weekend, shall we? Yeah. Um, okay. I can... can not to overstep my boundary as the guest, but is it possible to talk about what you saw today without giving too much away? Because it it sounds fucking brilliant. Uh, it's it is a pretty random thing and rare. Super well, rare. and if you're I mean, South Australian, you'll do this <laughs> again. I don't know how you're going to do it without saying what it is. So yeah, well, I have to say what it is. So I oh. was um oh, exclusive. Uh, in um, the front offices in one of the meeting rooms there, you know, training and they're the usual sort of the – it's like a glass wall. Sorry, not to interrupt, mm, but well, I guess I am. But just to back it up a bit, are you about to tell us what, what sort of – What I saw. No, well, not what just what I you saw, saw no, but no. in the context of <laughs> where you work. Yeah, but – Are we building up to that? Or? Yes. Okay. So, yes. So Sorry, did I just ruin your story? I didn't mean to. Oh, my God, so, I'm going to shut up. So in the meeting room and uh, you can see out into the, you know, big open planned office and someone from my room said, oh, look, just saw the gobble dock. I'm like, what? So I went to have a look and. The gobble dock. The gobble dock. The gobble dock. The gobble dock. Gobbledock hasn't been around for a while. Could you but when did what he they... the the Gobbledock is um isn't he like an alien? Oh, I don't from... know, it's your company <laughs> that you work for. <laughs> I well I can't yeah. I think it um, is a... it's like a little critter that comes from our space and uh he's furry and he likes chippies. We and he was ugly motherfucker. Yeah, right? and he was featured in um a lot of um advertisements in the eighties and probably early nineties. Yeah. Um, promoting promoting Chippies. <laughs> Chippies. Oh. Yeah. That's the gobbledog. <laughs> um so yeah, so <coughs> Gobbledock was wandering around. My company. Yeah. So you saw the gobble dot in, in the, in the flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. Yes. Yeah. So, so that so was your, sort your of like my highlight said, for the, for the day. No, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so your colleague says to you, Oh, did you just see the gobble dot? So what did yeah. you do? I went to have a look mm. and I saw him. And so, he, and what was he doing? Just mingling with the office <laughs> folk. <laughs> <laughs> was he just going? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> just mingling with the offspring. Did he talk like uh, a re- regular I didn't, person? I didn't or was he hear like, him talk? I didn't. Well, stop I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, wow. that was the and highlight you, of the day. Did you get a photo with the gobble up? No, no, I didn't. Get a cock shot. Of the- <laughs> I mean, that's a rare thing. <laughs> 
No, look, I may see him. I may see him in. The, I may see him in the future. Don't know. Okay. Don't know. Well, how exciting! Yeah, yeah. That in your totally. workplace you can potentially come across a, uh, a company mascot. Mascot, yeah. A um, advertising icon of yeah. the eighties. Of the eighties, advertising chippies. Chippies. Yeah. Got a question? Got a comment? Want to interact and help shape our shows? Then email us. Ask for pod at hotmail.com. That's A-S-K-E-D-F-O-R-P-O-D at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, are we gonna is it time to talk about dreams? Now, yeah, you're the host. You yeah, can, you can okay. do whatever you want. Okay, I'm just along for the ride. You're just along for the yeah. ride. Okay, this is well, this is luxury. luxury. I think I was meant to be a co-host, <laughs> not a host, not a curator. Fuck that shit. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about dreams, dreams. and just interesting facts. Like Everyone, dreams can come true. Dreams can come true. You know, you got to have them. Uh, most people have them. Animals even dream. They do. They do dream. They do. Uh, what, what do they dream about? Oh, you're going to tell us. I don't know what they dream about, but the animals dream. So you you're going to everybody dreams. You're going to you're going to ran you're going to fact dump us dump us with yes. Oh, I've so got a script you. as well. Yeah, Whoa. Oh, it's not. It's not. Shit. A, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna my glasses. <laughs> It's, Didn't know I had to work. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. No, I've got my glasses there just in case. Just before we start, though, could yes. I? Yes. So you actually chose this topic. What was the I did. motivation behind that? Because um, I was asking, what, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, I don't know, dreams. Uh, <laughs> I said, fuck it. Yes, dreams. I think I think what, when you said there's going to be a playlist mm. and I potentially have, like, Cheated because I've already presented a show when you know, you're about allowed. a year ago. You're allowed to though on you're, Hush you're a Pandemonium, DJ. yeah, and it was all if dream songs. Cheat, you're allowed to, yeah, it was all dream songs. So I sort of have my playlist prepared, although I'm yeah. going to have to cull some. Um, but I think it is interesting to talk about dreams because everyone mm. dreams. There's a lot of mis- um, mystery yeah. around dreams, right? Because uh, people interpret or understand dreams to mean different things. I've spent quite a bit of time, and I talked to you about this the other day, um, um, somewhat studying dreams. I won't say I'm a, a fucking aficionado or anything like that, but I've got a good sense of dreams. I've tried to analyse dreams myself and, you know, I've read a bit. Um, other people see view dreams as prophetic or um, intuitive um, or somehow supernatural in that, you know, there's a lot of coincidences that people tie dreams with real-life events. One of A common one would be having a dream of someone and then realising that they've passed away, mm-hmm. things like this, yeah. that sort of phenomena. Uh, yeah, I think dreams are fascinating. I love, I personally love dreams. I love um, the imagination that dreams draw um, or, or um, sorry, um, uh, inspire, like whether it be pa- painting or poetry or or, mm-hmm. or movies or music, 
um, whatever it is, whatever art form comes out of dreams, it's always very, um, I don't know, very sensory um, and surreal. And I, I personally, that's something that really excites me when I think about art. It's realistic um, representations of how we view the world. So for me, dreams have inspired uh, you know, uh, interest in surrealism or abstract art. And even as far as my personal philosophy goes with absurdism, if you don't know what absurdism is, I won't bore you with it, but look up Albert Camus, spell Albert Camus, and um, no, explore that. But dreams are, 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 are fraught or wrought or something of that sort of word uh, with um, mystery and intrigue and even to this day with Mm-hmm. Still trying to unlock what is it, what it means as we learn more about the brain. But I feel like I'm taking over, so I'm going to step back a bit. No, it's good. You've, you've raised a lot of um, a lot of points that I could talk about as well. Yeah. So you I'm mentioned some for you. so so you mentioned about um, dreams inspiring art, mm. poetry, etc. So there is this Polish painter. Um, it says he learned to photograph dreams. His works will give you nightmares. So this guy's called Zdzisław Bekszynski, mm-hmm. and uh, he made a name for himself with his dystopian surrealism paintings filled with post-apocalyptic imagery and nightmarish creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like really freaky, like really scary, like literally nightmares. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've I've seen some of this stuff. So yeah. So um, Polish painter. So when he says photograph nightmares, it's just oh wow. Um. So yeah. Wow. This is really it's cool. Mm. It's really it awesome. Is. So what's his name again? His name is. <coughs> Sorry for the coughing, by the way. Uh, Zdzisław Bekszynski. If you had to spell that. If you want. There's a lot of Zs in there. Um, his first name is Z D Z I S L A W. Surname B E K S I N S K I Bekshinsky. No, I thought the Irish had fucked up spelling. No, no, it's lo- there's a lot of Zs in, in Polish yeah. words and names and I that. I fall asleep a lot during saying words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, look. Um, look. If so, you're yeah, the rare listener listening to this, definitely check out that art. It's fucked up. But yeah. if you like sort of Salvador Just, Dali, or you mm. feel like that sort of darker, yeah. surreal um, imagery, then mm. I mean that. Gets Just Google. Da- Just Google Polish artist nightmares. Okay. First hit. Bang. Yeah. Bang. And you get it. You get some freaky looking horse thing. You'll get some cruelly person with yeah, a bandage like- on their head. You'll get some ants coming out of some dude's yeah. mouth. Yes. But, yeah, really fucked up and cool. Pretty, kind of like... um gross. I don't know, Have you ever seen Alien? A little guy, a tiny, a bit guygerish, not full-on bio-mechanical um, or all that sort of aqua black feel, but it had, had a bit of that Geiger nightmarish look. Mm-hmm. Geiger met Salvador Dali. Yep. So I'm a surrealist nerd. Anyway, sorry. No. Host, please. That's good. Um, dreams, uh, they, 
they can be premonitions. So there are some famous people that um, dreamt certain events would take place, and they did. Um, Abraham Lincoln dreamt of his assassination. Is that recorded? Did he write a diary or something? Well, it's... It's a, well, it doesn't say, but it's I got it off the internet, so it must have been <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> um, uh, there I, were, I don't see a source on your paper. Okay. That's right. No, no, we'll go with it. Okay. okay. Come fine, fine. No, 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 no. Sorry. Um, inventions were inspired by dreams. Of course. So the idea for Google. The Larry, word or? No, like was, the concept. That was by Larry Page. Uh, the alternating current generator. The alternating by, current generator. Yeah, by Tesla. Of course, Tesla. Tesla was amazing. DNA's double helix spiral form was James Watson. The sewing machine, Elias Howe. And the periodic table, Dmitry Mendeleev. 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 And many, many more. Wow. So, Dimitri dreamt of the periodic table. On you, Dimitri. Yeah, what no. Fucking no. But periodic tables is pretty cool. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I was going to go somewhere really gross with that. What inspired? Yeah. No. Oh, wait. We're not quite that chubby yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> um, so, what else is there? Um... There's increased brain activity when you dream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, oh, so we're going into the biology now. Our, our, I'm I'm, we're just going everywhere, man. Yeah. So our Cognitive brains are more active of the dream. during sleep than during the day. Wow. How's, how's it work? It's going off. Yeah. Little firework station. Yeah, it's interesting yes. because the brain has to shut down the body, not always successfully. Well, it was like paralyze it, but and and the brain is there is sleep paralysis. Yeah, that's a different thing. Now that's a thing. That's you know, a completely that? different thing. Yes, it's stuff of true nightmares. Mm. Apparently, um, so two characteristics are the inability to move and a sense of an extremely evil presence in the room with mm. you. That would be pretty terrifying. Yeah, that's the common... Um, uh, it doesn't thing. feel like a dream. It feels 100% real. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, scary well, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned dream par- uh, paralysis because Daniela, who's the host of Raw and um, usually co-hosts these shows with me, has and probably has talked about on raw suffers from sleep paralysis. Wow. They're really freaky. Um, where she'll wake up and she just can't move and it's really scary. But I think she's, um, and forgive me, Daniel, if I'm not recalling this correctly, which is highly likely. Um, I don't believe she's ever had any, or if she's ever had a, a premonition of something dark. Usually it's like a, known as the old hag. It's usually like a, a, a silhouette or an image of what seems to be like an old woman and like sometimes close by, sometimes far, mm-hmm. sometimes on the sitting of the chest. Um, um, but that seems to be the common motif is or archetype is this, this old woman. I'm not sure why that is. And I think that might link 
into what we're going to talk about a bit when we're talking to dream symbology and stuff. You can't really talk about dream semiotics without talking about Jung, Carl Jung, the famous psychoanalysis, who was the student of Sigmund Freud, um, who popularized the idea of you know, archetypes, you know, sort of universal symbols of consciousness and how they represent parts of our psyche. Um, I forgot where I was going. So, yeah, so I, and there's actually on Netflix, I think there's something called Nightmare or The Nightmare where it talks about sleep paralysis. And there's real, I see, I'm a non-spiritualist. I'm not, not at all. I know I've come from that background, um, but I've come out through the other side being rather skeptical. Um, yeah, it, it's, the brain is amazing and wonderful and interesting thing and complex and simple at the same time and it's but what it is isn't is reliable um, and we can you can do a variety of tricks to trick your brain to prove that how unreliable it actually is as far as things like um having your memory manipulated and um not remembering things the way they truly were um so eyewitnesses counts in courts are always problematic because it relies on eyewitness accounts and it can be proven that eyewitness accounts can be horribly false. But anyway, another topic for another time. Um, and so I I guess that's one of the mysteries. I don't know if it's ever actually been unlocked is why um, when people are in that particular state of consciousness, when their body is paralyzed essentially, um, but their mind is awake, that they have very similar images of something dark or foreboding. It's not like an, it's never an angel or something um, on the opposite end of that archetypal spectrum. It's not mm-hmm. like a floating apple or, you know, a, a talking poop. It's something always dark and universally mm-hmm. dark. So it's easy to, to jump and say demons or whatever, but yeah. what is it about our brains that, projects that image because we're all the same species we're all homo sapiens we all um evolved from you know all the anti-evolutionists are going creationists mm-hmm. i apologize you believe what you want but i'm just going on the on science here and science is, seems to be um provable where everything else is based on things. i feel mm-hmm. like i'm going on a rant but basically point being it interests me <laughs> I can see it interests me. That's good. Thank you. Well, um, nightmares, Mm. they would generally stem from some sort of anxiety. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, negative emotions are much more likely to occur than positive emotions in dreams. Yeah. Mm. Well, isn't that that pretty much the same for our... Our mental talk, anyway. If you think think about your mental talk, if you're conscious of just the internal chatter of your brain, mm. I think you tend to find, unless you're a, 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 even if, even if you're a particularly positive person, that it tends to err on the side of negative. Negative. Like think about the times when you know being what, you've, like you're self-critical, self-critical, judgmental. Like, no, you bump your toe. Oh, you fucking idiot. I mean, I do it all the time. Not my toe, but call myself a fucking idiot. Oh, 
you know, spill something. Oh, okay. <laughs> you never go, oh, whoopsie, beautiful angel. Next time we'll get it. You know, we will go, oh, fucking dickhead. We never get, like, when we're oh, driving. I reckon there'd be some super happy people out there. Yeah. I, I want to be one of those people. I'm still like, yeah. It's a bit scary. Yeah. Being, like, happy all the time. It's like, really? You can be happy all 100% of the time? 100% of the time? No, of course you can't be happy. Well, we can't be sad 100% of the time either. You can't be any emotion. When you think about emotions, really, emotions, when happy is an emotion. It's not um, It's not necessarily a state of mind, I don't think. And I could be wrong Content? with that. Content. Yeah, content, I think, you know, is I a state content, of mind. But not necessarily happy. If I'm happy, I tend to no. feel like I'm more jovial. Um, there's a jolliness about me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm maybe in the, a laughing or laughy mood. I mean, that's happy. Contentment is a bit more of a, mm. a peace. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think happy, the idea of being happy um, is, is a good idea, but I don't think it's necessarily the correct idea because emotions are fleeting and and happen in seconds you can be sad angry ecstatic all in seconds mm. depending on what you experience yes what you see what you feel what you hear what you taste what you touch what you perceive um but underneath that is is they're like the colorings or the icing on the cake. But what really matters is, you know, the, the, the sponge of consciousness, you know, the sponge of, of, of self, you know, going to that sort of theory of self. And that really matters, that deep consciousness, you know, that, that web of what makes you who you are and where you sort of where you sit in the climate climate of your being uh, that fascinates me so emotions don't fascinate me they're necessary they're um, air you have to experience those but that because but and but the way we perceive those emotions is far more powerful I think. Because some, you know, you see people, like some people, like for example, who are, tend to be ruled by anger, but they're not happy people. There's, there's a turmoil underneath their being. Um, content, I mean, I've, I would consider myself a content person. And I'm very proud of that because, you know, it, it takes a certain way of thinking to, to be there or believing to, to be there. Um, then there's lots of ways of being, I think. Um, I'm not sure why, how we got here. Why am I talking so long about this? But, um, it interests you. It, it just that sort <laughs> of idea of the, the yeah. mind, I suppose. Yeah. This mind is, is a construct, isn't it? The brain is the physical thing that we're still studying and understanding daily through, um, excuse me. Um, what's that? Um, the scanning M- MRI, FMRI, FMRI, functional. What well, was the F in front of that when it comes to neuroscience? Oh, okay. um, and it stands for functional. It's usually, okay. um, 
F F functional M I forget what MRI stands for. Magnetic Magnetic resonance imaging. imaging. Yeah. So functional meaning like you're seeing it things happen um, deliberately through experimentation. Mm-hmm. And so to, to study the brain and how what lights up and what happens when some things are going on. Um, fascinating. Fascinating. Um, but the, the idea of self and mind is really fascinating because there's no place where the mind sits or the self sits that we've discovered. Mm-hmm. There's ideas, but, um, you know, you, Mars, doesn't sit anywhere. It's like the whole combination of everything that's going on, your biology and your psychology and, and um, experience and history and all that sort of stuff. Where, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but... Well, we were but, talking about emotions okay, no, actually, I, I do know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So going back to dreams, then for myself, having, um, you know, I've, I didn't grow up religious, but I had um, a strong and a fundamental Christian experience through my teens and early 20s. Um, but I also experimented with, um, other religions and philosophies and spiritualities, some cult stuff, new agey stuff, um, never, never got into any other of the major religions other than Christianity, but I'm very aware of Judaism and Islam, Sikhism, or Sikhism, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism. Um, and as personally as someone who's interested in personal belief, I um, I have books on all, I have all sorts of books on um, spiritual books and books about religion. I find that fascinating the way we, what we believe in and how we believe it and those representations of those beliefs and how they're similar in, around the world and how they're different across the world. I guess my point being is when it comes to dreams, I was always open to varying interpretations, um, particularly those of a supernatural or spiritual kind. Having spent a lot of time, particularly like reading Jung recently, like in recent years, and looking at dream analysis based on Freud psycho, psychoanalysis and bearing all my experiences in mind, I've come out. Um, on the other end, very, mm, dreams, uh, almost from an absurdist point of view, I kind of touched on absurdist philosophy earlier, but the idea is that, uh, we are biologically, biologically meaning making, um, organisms and we have to be, we've had to be for survival. We've had to know that as a, a, primate species coming from the trees to the ground, being king of the branches to bitch of the dirt, that we had to have our wits about us to survive. We go from kings to peasants, mm-hmm. down literally down the trunk. Yeah. We're no longer the apex predator. We're the <laughs> one yeah. of the lower, lower prey. Yeah. Uh, on the you know in 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 the lands of Africa in the East Rift Valley, and so the brain has to, as, as an animal, you're, you know, when you see animals, they've got this instinct of being 
aware of their, like if you watch a bird, for example, and I was watching out for sheep, yeah. right? Um, and animals kind of do that naturally. They're just mm. aware. Even a cat, fucking household cat, will be just like that. A little bit like, oh, fuck's that shit? Yeah. Is that shit going to kill me or do I have to kill it? Sort of thing. Unless you put like a cucumber near it and then it would just. <laughs> yeah, those fucking videos, man. They're hilarious. Um, apparently, it doesn't work with all cats. Like, look it up really? on YouTube. Yeah, it doesn't happen. I've, oh, I've okay. talked to people who've tried it and they're like, that didn't do fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, no, the no, topic. Let's go on this tangent for a little bit because it's kind of funny. Go on YouTube and look up cats and cucumbers. You won't be disappointed. But the thing, like, just talking about cats because I'm recently. I'm thinking about buying a pet. Um, I'm not just thinking about it. I'm actively, I'm, I think I've act- actively decided I'm buying them. I, okay. I've decided to buy a pet. I'm actively seeking. Yeah, I'm working pet. it out. I, I think I've worked out a few things of what I want to do because, um, Christmas is coming up and I've never actually had a pet of my own that's been bigger than a mouse that I haven't shared with somebody. I thought, I want my little companion just to try it out. Not, not just try it out. That sounds horrible. I want to, I want to love a, another little beastie other than myself <laughs> and all my genitals <laughs> and very little beastie in that case and fucking get something and, and, uh, you know, just, just give, give my home a bit of personality and, but have something fun and lovely to, yeah. to be around, you know, impart some love and receive yeah. some love, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, um, so I've decided, but not committed to the idea of a cat, but mm. I have to be very particular because I'm a dog person. Yeah. Cats so. climb on stuff and they can so, be yeah. little shitheads. Cats can be just. That's why I've got to be you know, selective. They can look at you in the eye and just knock stuff off the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, do, I can't do cunt cats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm a dog person, so that's why I'm not completely committed to the cat. But mm. the thing is, I live in a small place with steep stairs. I would feel more at ease if I had a cat because they kind of they know how to manoeuvre. Where dogs are a bit dopey, <laughs> and I don't want to have to visit the vet all the time. Bit selfish. But also, I realise there are cat breeds that you can get, and they're kind of like doggish. They're kind of doggish, mm. like ragdoll, Banian, or Belgium um, cats. But the thing is, again, I'll, I'll be limited because the ethic inside me will want to rescue. So I'll I'll be <coughs> going to the local welfare to mm-hmm. source my animal because I don't find um, having to put money into um, other places which aren't necessarily healthy or good for animals Mm -hmm. Um, isn't good when there's already animals in need of love and affection and attention so um, I'd like and I've kind of I've grown up with that philosophy where I have my parents got rescue dogs so um, I like like doing that I like that idea of taking Mm -hmm. something taking something neglected and and giving it the love that it should have had. But I'm good because I'm also limited because I have to get a certain type mm-hmm. of animal. Yeah. So if I get a dog, it has to be small um, and, and and reasonably independent, mm-hmm. but not too independent because I don't want to yeah. be a cunt. Yeah. Same with a cat. Yeah. 
Um, but I wouldn't want to let the cat out because I live right behind a main road. Don't really want to have yeah. a cat and have a cat sandwich one day or pancake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just running on that cat tangent for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cats also have um, interesting symbolism in dreams, but I'll let the dreamer, I'll let the dreamer, the listener, find those things out. What um, uh, when it comes to um, speaking of symbols, the idea that. Uh, Things symbolise things within dreams. I'm not sure if you're getting to this at any stage. Uh, like a moon might mean something, or a tree might mean something, or mm. um, or even yeah, uh, whatever. Anything. Think about it. like a mother, or some, all this. All or this. like certain actions, depending in what situation yeah, they've or, done, or, or certain things, a certain colour. Yeah, of a certain thing might represent yeah. um, uh, a, a particular thing. Going, and so I'm going full circle now. I'm coming back to what I originally started to talk about is my philosophy on dreams is that I've come at the other end of spiritualist ideas or metaphysical or supernatural ideas about dreams and coupling that with my absurdist philosophy on life, which I encourage everyone to research and find out for themselves. Abbott community is fantastic. Um, that dreams are really nothing and, and like bearing in mind our, 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 our evolutionary biology, the way our brains formed over hundreds of thousands of years. Bearing all that in mind, <laughs> I'm not, I, it's a very long way of saying that I don't think dreams are anything in particularly fantastical. I think personally, and I'm yet to be convinced I'm not married to this idea. I'm just, this is where I'm at right now. I'm always open to, uh, you know, being convinced or being shown otherwise. The dreams are really just a mashup of our experiences coupled with, and, and usually our fairly immediate short-term experiences, but not always, sometimes long-term deep-seated experiences coupled with I think, our fears, desires, our passions, um, you know, those emotions, um, aspirations, uh, shit that's happening with our body, as well, our diets, our, um, our consumptions or whatever, whether, you know, whether you're drug takers, whether that's, you know, illegal or illegal, um, all that sort of stuff. I think it's all just our brain making meaning because we, we're biologically designed to make meaning. When we came from the tree, we had to work out, is that rustling in the bush, the wind, or a giant cat? Because if it's a giant cat, cat on lunch, I want to I, I want to be more wary of that that rustle, and not just assume it's something that is harmless. Because I I automatically get removed from the chain of mm-hmm. development. Um, I think this looks cool though. Whatever, we'll go with it. So yeah, I bet that that's basically where I sit with it. And it's not to say I don't appreciate dreams. I certainly, uh, I, dreams can affect you emotionally and move you and, uh, and really get into your head. Like, have you ever had a dream and it's just, it's just sat with you? Like, it's just like a, uh, like, some, like someone's turned a, 
a, a, a gauge within your chest or something, just like something's been turned and you're like, ugh, I can't shake it. Yeah. It, it dreams, and that's, uh, to me, that really reinforces my idea anyway, is that that's coming from a place within the brain um, that you're either dealing with or denying. Um, I just, yeah, I just think it's a lot of stuff, a lot of sensory stuff, past and present, that your brain is just in its, in its process of resting and healing itself from the day's events and from your life, just creating a narrative. And if you ever really think about a dream narrative, it's very sketchy at best. It's never, there's very rarely is there a through line from beginning to end. Mm. Dreams don't really have a beginning or an end. Well, no, they do have an end. They eventually do end. Want to know what we're up to next? Want to get involved in our latest listener polls? Like, follow, comment and interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat. Just search Ask For Pod and join the What You Ask For community. Thanks for listening. But anyway, it's like oh. a jumble of events and, yeah. and you know places. So you may be in one setting and then you turn a corner and you're somewhere completely else. And it's like, how does that even And you, you can, I don't know about you, I've become aware of constantly changing perspectives. But you can be in the dream and then you can be watching the dream or you can be on the other side of the, the, the if there are such things as characters and settings, it's like you're not always in the one character's eye. And things can change, and people can change. One minute it could be your mother, next thing it's, mm. um, uh, you know, a stranger or a dude, or um, you can be flying down the street in a car, and next it's a piece of mattress. It's, you know, it's, it's constantly changing. So as a narrative, in the dream it makes perfect sense. It's amazing what we accept in dreams as being just, that's just normal. Mm. Like I had a dream once, for example, when I was a millionaire and the money was t-shirts that was my money and I was Scrooge McDucking it you know Scrooge McDuck (laughs) and his big vat of money but it was t-shirts 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 were the currency and the funny thing was in the dream (laughs) at the end I realised they were just t-shirts and I just had a big fucking pile of t-shirts but at the beginning I was full for rich that's really funny. Yeah. I, I'm, I was like, yeah. It's just I own a lot of T-shirts. So, so do I. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what is your um, start on lucid dreaming? That's fantastic, and I want to tell you about a lucid dream I had. But I've been rambling on about my philosophy of dreams. What's yours? Bullshit. Can we <laughs> don't, I don't really have one. Um, oh, well, how do you, been, do you it's dreams? Been, it's, what, what? it's been a while since I've actually remembered anything. Um, but how do you see dreams? Are uh, they? Do, do you think of them as being somewhat supernatural or prophetic? Do you see if, them as being something else? If it's if I'm dreaming of like sim, what a, 
if it appears to be symbolic, not necessarily something that I would do or, you know, am used to, then I'll actually look up the Dictionary of Dreams and see what it could potentially mean. Um, but no, I, I think I basically just dream of sort of past events or jumbled up. But how do you view um, dreams? Though? I mean, this is what you, you're saying, what you generally dream yeah, of. But how, what, how, do how, do you see, how do you see dreams? What, what Do you consider the dreams to be important or do you just consider them to be just byproducts of, of existing in the world? I would place some significance on them. I would say they're completely useless. Um, I mean, have you ever had a dream that where it's like, fuck, that's... Well, I mean, I, I've, I've had a pretty scary dream once where um, I was being a, basically attacked by a faceless um, male that wanted to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the end, I... And I mean, and I was petrified. So I actually woke up after this nightmare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was really random. But um, I think I was like driving in like an old, um, like my folks' old old car that had you know those club locks. Oh, yeah, yeah, club, like oh, the four immobilizers. It's the you know the clock. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, the I thing that, that you stretch out, <laughs> yeah, and then you lock it. Back in the day. So it, yeah, what happened to those? That we found out they were useless. Yeah, emo- Yeah, that's right. Um, immobilizers. Yeah, happened. Um, but in the end, I I ended up saving myself by stabbing this this attacker with the club lock. Because I remember that my folks had a broken club lock that you could literally just pull apart. So one end, you know, yeah. was quite sharp. So yeah. I ended up killing this person that was trying to attack me. Yeah. And um, I ended up going to court. Right, and yeah. Because I was charged for murder. I was right. like, what is going yeah. on? And then I woke up and I was like, wow, that was really intense. And I was quite upset. Yeah. And then the next day I was like, okay, I think, you know, I was just sort of letting it sink in. Yeah. And then it was only the night after that I was wanting to go out, see some bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was ready to walk out the door and I couldn't do it. And I think it was this dream that just had this effect on me. Mm. And, like, it's never... So kind of like what I was saying yeah, before, when you, you have strange. a dream and you have this yeah. emotional residue that happens yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I've had dreams where I've killed people and I've had this horrible guilt and a remorse and it's it's been really interesting because like it's affected me so much that out of the dream I'm like like it's like in my head I'm like this is why I could never be a killer because I've I feel this terrible pain and anguish mm. um and like and that pain sort of sits it, it kind of like becomes a a morality lesson in that you never want to do this because yeah, look how it makes you feel. It's fucking horrible. And look what you did. Look at the mm. consequences of what you did. But luckily there was no one that actually died and there was nothing horrible that happened, but the lesson was learnt, yeah. so to speak. Um, I, I've had quite a few of those where it's kind of like, okay, it's almost like not, not literally, but you could almost pretend that I've, Almost had a 
altered experience or I've, I've learned from a altered reality. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if I did that, that's how I'd feel. So I won't make that choice. Yeah. Um, of course, I know that's not the case. And it's, it's a flight of fancy to sort of imagine this. But there's also value in taking something away from that. I still take something away from that. I still, there's still value in knowing that it wasn't real in a physical sense or in a spiritual sense. But I still get the sense of feeling I've learned something. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, I, I expect, feel very strongly about dreams. Um, I used to know a person who actually still works in radio and uh, interprets dreams, mm. which I probably have a lot of strong questions to ask that person these days <laughs> as a more of a skeptic. Yeah. Um, because I, I realized talking to that person back in the day, they never really knew how to explain things. It was, it always felt like that was off the cuff, you know, taking a loose interpretation and yep. trying to uh, build a meaning around that, which mm-hmm. is no better than being a psychic or a charlatan, unfortunately. Sorry to that person. Well, I'm not sorry. If you are a charlatan, then fuck you. Um, <laughs> Because all you're really doing is manipulating other people's realities. And that's why yeah. I had a conversation very mm-hmm. recently to a, with a friend about horoscopes. And they were talking about, oh, they asked me, well, what's your, um, <clears throat> what's your fucking star sign? I'm like, I don't, I don't buy into that. It's like, well, you're born in May, so you must be a Taurus. But it's like, I don't buy into that ideology because one, I know the history of horoscopes. It's very vague and loose and bogus. And it's essentially based on the idea that um, gases of helium and, and hydrogen light years away, not even in our solar system, somehow, some way, affect me personally in certain groups, in certain places, based on the position of the Earth, which is, again, light years away, and somehow shapes my personality to what? ends really at the end of the day but why makes no sense to me but essentially how I see it is it's people it's someone else sitting down on a whim or with intent or a bit of both trying to project my life for me and me giving up my power and saying well Obviously, you've got a better version of my reality. Therefore, I'll buy into it. And when things that you say confirm based on my very loose interpretations, then I'm just furthermore giving away my power to someone else's else ruling my life instead of me saying, I know who I am. I'm comfortable and loving of myself enough to know, to trust myself. And to, and to protect myself, to know that I know who I am. I don't need something else exterior or, uh, to tell me that I'm this person or that person. I don't have to sit to a prescription. You know, if I think about, you know, when I used to sort of get into that sort of stuff, I, I used to kind of like being a Taurus because Taurus were described as being loving and trustworthy, and loyal. And then I thought, well, they're really cool things, um, security conscious and all that sort of stuff. But what I quick re- quickly realized 
is that we all are all-loving and trustworthy and security conscious. And, I mean, these are all very vague things. Mm. Oh, Scorpio is a fiery and sexual. Well, I'm a Taurus. I'm fiery. I'm sexual. I'm, I'm all those things that you describe for everyone else. They're just, they're just verbs, you know, at the end of the day. Adjectives, you mean. Adjectives and verbs. Fuck you. Verbs too. <laughs> they're all adjectives and verbs and some nouns. <laughs> that people are throwing into a blender and chucking in common problems like financial issues, relationships. Yeah. Uh, so you work. think it's all bullshit? I I am I I from a scientific viewpoint, well, I can never say one hundred percent this is this this is that. But based on the evidence, I'm not swayed that this is a convincing way of perceiving the world around me. It I feel it steals and manipulates and does nothing to forward or strengthen or empower anybody. And it breaks my heart that people are being ripped off. That we on Australian television have the psychic channel, which blatantly rips off the gullible and the innocent of their hard-earned money. Have you know some? And certainly not say that people are stupid. People innately want more. People innately trust. We trust because we're a social creature. We want to believe also that there's something bigger and better out there to protect us because we all want to be loved. We all want to be protected. And we don't want to think that there isn't a God or we, we don't want to think that there isn't something more powerful out there because how else can you explain everything? The thing is, you can explain everything. It doesn't take, shouldn't take away from the magic. It should add to the magic because it's finite and because it is... To, we, we forget sometimes the magic of simple reality around us because we see it all the time. But if you were to show an alien the growth of a plant sped up, they'd be like, what the fuck is that? That's crazy. Something yeah. from a tiny little seed grows into a tree which bears fruit, which feeds. It's, it's a trip. And it's rightly amazing. Mm. Sunsets and sunrises, there's reasons why we're drawn to looking at such things. Uh, beaches, the movement of the oceans, the abyss moving back and forth before our very eyes. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's magical. It's something's pull. There's an energy pulling those waves and pushing those waves. Um, just because we see it every day. We forget the magic of reality, of the very dirt that we walk upon, the creatures that we see. If we were on a different planet, we'd be mesmerized. I'm sure if we had no better idea of reality, we'd think it was a magical world. Um, and that's what magic is. Is it not? Isn't, isn't magic just the, the, uh, uh, the wonder and perplexity of, of, of the ordinary? Yeah. Because something's always ordinary to somebody. That's the way we perceive perceive that ordinary. A rainbow. 
is quite ordinary. But again, no less striking and and, and um, inspirational. I'm not sure where I'm going with all this. I think we've slightly gone off topic. We have gone on topic. We've but gone on what we call a tangent. A tangent, but I, I think that's cool. I, I, do you want to talk more about it, dreams, or do, do we? To, do, or maybe we need like a, a musical, like interlude. Drop some music in there. Oh, have a, <laughs> do you want to take a? We'll take a break. Take a break, and it's like they won't even know. Ready? <laughs> Okay. I got I'm Args and you've been listening to Weekend Chubby with my co-presenter, Sia Morrison. Oi. Uh we've had <laughs> So That was me Jacko. We we've had Oi. a um a special um a special show podcast. Um, about dreams, mm. um, really fascinating stuff, and uh, there may be a future episode um, continuing on this discussion or prologue. Well, you got lots of notes, and we barely touched. Well, it. we've barely, t- yeah, yeah. And I've, I, I, I had just a few went facts on a tangent there, there didn't I? Lots banging on. It's all good. Banging on and on and on. Um, just a banger. Speaking of bangers, speaking of bangers, we have a playlist. Um, I've been restricted to only <laughs> ten songs about dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I've well, I've chosen my favorite ten of the favorites. Should I? Should but I, I've got an idea. I just had an idea. Sorry to interrupt, host. Yes, um, you've got ten. What if? Because you've got quite a list there. I have could many. I, could I pick a random ten? Go for it. No, but you, yeah, you have your 10. Yeah, that's the full one. So that's, pick, that is the... I'll pick random 10. Okay. All right. So Hang how on. are we going to read this? I do 10 or we just do one at a time? Right. So I've not read this list. I'm just getting a pen because I'm going to have to make a... I've got a pen. Okay. Yeah. All right. And a highlighter. <laughs> oh, wow. You are prepared. All right. Also, I, I have I to do, say... I'm serious when a, I say... For a guest who I've, I've made an honorary host... You've come with notes and highlighters and pens, so I'm very impressed. I'm normally just – it's me and my iPad with what I just found like five minutes before, and, yeah, that's why the show sucks. So maybe this, this will be a really good one. It's just doing a bit of research, that's all. Yeah, and when training at work gets boring. All right. So what anyway. I'm, what, what I think I'll do, if you don't yes. mind, host, is I'm not even going to even read this list. Okay, but gonna, just letting you know it's in year, it's in chronological order. No, no, don't tell me anything. Well. <laughs> don't tell me anything. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to constantly switch, switch and change. Okay. You've got 10 songs that you pick deliberately. Yes. yes. For the Weekend Chubby playlist. Yes. So normally what happens if you're not aware, we uh, normally what I do with a co-host is um, we present – 10 songs from a list of 20 that we we'll pick 10 each based on a the theme. Obviously, the theme this week is dreams. Um, but this is an exclusive. You pick deliberate 10. You give me a, ten, a list of many songs, and I'm just going to unconsciously okay. pick 10. Right. No worries. First ones I come to. 
So am I, am I going first? Okay, I'll Do go first. You, you what you want. So um, starting off with Eels, Trouble With Dreams. Fantastic song. We were only talking about this song before the show. And one of my favourites. Yes. Nice and dark and yet peppy. I always, when I when I hear the song, I always imagine a a a, a film trailer to a very obscure indie film. Lots of yeah. close ups of faces because they are. Yep, they were they were obscure. It was oh like yeah, but I always imagine and, like it's a song yeah. to a like it's a, it can, well, the song is a trailer to a really like Wes Anderson type mm. fucking yeah movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even looking. I'm going to use a highlighter. Dot on. Uh, in between. All right. I'm going to go for Buried. Right. Yep. Buried Feather. Yes. Um, screen Dreamer. So Buried Feather are a band from Melbourne. Um, they played a show in Melbourne just last weekend with an Adelaide band, the Jeans. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they're um, great Great psych band. Um, they Did you see them? Were, yes, I have seen them well, a few times. But this week? No, no, no. Um, you saw no, the Junes this very, week? I saw the Junes this week, yeah. Yeah, last night. Um, but, yeah, Berry Feather, they, uh, this year they went on a European tour, so that was pretty good. Okay, anyway. What, what sort of music do they do? Psych. Psych. Psychedelic very cool. rock. Okay, my uh, song number two is... It's probably a bit of an obvious one, but a Dream Police by oh, Cheap Trick. Oh, Cheap Trick. And uh, I was lucky enough to see Cheap you Trick did. about a month ago um, in Botanic Park in the pouring rain. Headlining Foreigner? It was Foreigner, yes. Yeah. Cheap Trick were much better. Cheap Trick. Mm. I, I f- probably remember Cheap Trick in there. Maybe heyday. I'm not sure. In the eighties, yeah, yeah. with uh, "Don't Be Cruel," the yes. Elvis Presley cover, mm-hmm. followed closely by the Flame, not the, the Rose. Flame. Oh, yeah. Surrender. I like Surrender. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, one. it's sing, a sing great it. song. Oh, right. No, I'm not going to sing it. Right. Ah, surrender. Great. Ah, surrender. It's a great ah, song. Surrender. Does it go like that? No. <laughs> well, you know, no. It's a weird Michael Jackson. Slightly. Epileptic fit. Um, it's my turn, I believe. Yes. And I'm picking. I'm not even looking. I've got You're my highlighter. Even, yeah. I'm letting it drop. Yeah. Why are you closing your eyes? <laughs> I should be closing my eyes. So I'm going to let it drop go on uh, Blondie. Dreaming. Well, there you go. Lucky I didn't pick Cheap Trick Dream Place, which was right underneath it because you just said that one. So yeah. Blondie Dreaming, I'm not familiar with that one. I was going to pick that one just now. Really? Yes. Yes, I was. It's it's a cool song. How's it go? I can't dreaming. recall. Uh, uh, I'm so dreaming. When, when was it released? In 1979. Wow. Yeah, so it's an – wow, it's almost 40 years old. Yes, I was um, born in 78. So, yes, correct. But so are you almost 40 years old, aren't you? No, no 21 not yet. Again? No, 21. 21. 21. Yeah, always. I'm not familiar with that one, but um, just – can I just say, which I'm pretty sure there's a – Mm. Song not on your list. Um, one of my favourite artists yeah. is Kate Bush, and she has a song called "The Dreaming," which is kind of loosely based on Indigenous Aboriginal Australian. Okay. No themed because yeah. it has a bit of a didgeridoo, which 
wasn't present throughout all of Australia. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I was just reminded of, the, of that song, yeah. which is quite quaint and obscure. Do you like Kate Bush? Kate Bush. Do you is like cool. weird shit? Have you have you participated in the Withering Heights Day? Yeah. It's always held around my birthday. I don't know what you speak of. It's where okay, so it's where it's like a what is it flash mob. Flashmob, kind yes. of thing, yeah. But they actually rehearse beforehand, so like people just dress up in the on oh, the red dress, the red dress, <laughs> with the flower, and awesome. they and they all in unison do, do the, the dance. do the dance because yeah. it's all very flowy and yeah. I, I have to say it's up there with, and we we should talk about this. Should you return and want to do this again? I think we should talk about favorite film clips, and because that's definitely one of mine. Oh yeah, because it's so simple. It's yeah. just. Her, gorgeous, 19 years old. Um, yeah. I, th- I, Pete, th- I think Pete Kate Bush was like when she started and just beautifully and like so passionate and the, and those arm and leg thrusts, yep. just gusto. Love her. Yeah. I think she's a, a brilliant artist. Mm. You know, it's been a while since I've watched Rage. Me too. It's one of my favourite pastimes when not going out. Watching Rage on a Friday, Saturday night. That could be your show. You could have uh, on the What You Ask For podcast, you could have your own Rage where you do. Don't. We would be able to play the songs, but <laughs> we would, you'd be able to make lists and talk about the songs. So kind of like, like radio. A, kind of like radio. Kind of like um, get to play song with. commentary. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like radio, except that people would listen to your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, where are we up to? Okay, I've got it's my two turn. songs. I've only got two turn. songs highlighted. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, John Lennon, number nine, dream. I don't know that one. Number uh, nine, dream. Number nine, no, dream. I number don't nine, number nine. Think. Dream. It was uh, a bit of a dreamy Sykes song, released in 1974. 1974? Um, 1974. Are you going to go next? Or? This, this is a bit like a song bingo. 1974, John Lennon. Okay, go. Song number nine. Go. Your turn. Um, oh, yes, Machine Gun Fallatio. <laughs> we were only talking about this earlier too. <laughs> yeah. Um, my girl, the girl of my dreams is giving me nightmares. That's a blast She's from the giving me nightmares. That was so 2002. Wow. I, that was from the album Paging Mr. Strike, which is fantastic. If you ever listen to a get it, I want to get it on vinyl. It's got roller coaster. It's got girl, my dreams get me on it. My best girlfriend's girlfriend's got a band, something like that. Um, other songs, um, watch, watch or listen to them all. Really yeah, album. They were, and they were a fun band to see that live as well. They were fun yeah. to listen to and see, see. and taste. Yes. Speaking of tasting, the mm. electric prunes. Oh, I love them electric prunes. I had too much to dream last night. <laughs> too much to dream. Okay, it's a song. It's a great song. It was Why you keep grabbing my list? Because it has information. Your you- list has information on it that so I need. So when you just give me the shit list? No, no, no. So this um, is an absolute classic psychedelic cool rock song. It's a cool guy. Released in... The year the of, you know, when psychedelic rock sort of really started, and that was 1967. Oh, nice. I love this song so much that I actually have 
not one but two, two mugs that are just plain black and have written in white, I had too much to dream last night. Yeah, one's for home, one's for work. People don't get it. But anyway, great song. Do I look The lost? Electric Prunes. The Electric, electric Prunes. Well, I had too much to dream last night. Yeah. It is If I'm ever doing a psychedelic DJ set or radio mm. show, it's in there. I'm trying to picture it. So good. Okay. You'll have to listen to it. Okay. Anyway, your turn. My turn is um, Suicide. Dream, baby, dream. I've not heard that song. Don't know that it one. It was either. in it's 1986. Electro, Electro Indie. Indie. Ghost Riders. That was the album. Ghost Riders. Maybe a film. Film Riders. I'm going to go with another 60s track. 60s Riders. This is uh, Walking Through My Dreams, a song by The Pretty Things. They're a UK band and they uh, played a show um, in Adelaide at Fowler's Life. Um, rest in peace. Um <laughs> Well, the, the venue has closed. Well, oh. sorry. The venue, um, the sorry. management of Fowlers, well, the management of the Fowlers, um, they are finishing their um, tenureship management thing oh, um, at the end of the year and they, uh, I think on the weekend, She Had was the last band that they had booked. She yeah. Had? Yes. Australian she, she, band. She, 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 Porcupine tree, baby dream in cellophane. That sounds a bit murdery. Is that right? It's um, 1999. A good year for Prog, Prog Psych, Prog apparently. Psych. Um, guess for three minutes, 11 seconds. Mm. Porcupine tree, <laughs> baby dream in okay. cellophane. Um, That's a bit murdery. No, it's not murdery. Um, Oh, we're just, Speaking of sorry, psychedelic. we're just skipping over that, are we? We're yeah. not going to give any context to <laughs> no, that I song. I can't remember. I can't. Oh, Look, we'll, wow. we'll play it. Right. If it's if it's on list B, it's a good no, song. We'll, we'll, it just didn't make it. the A we'll, list. We'll have to just trust our listeners okay. to go find it. Okay. Um, I have a uh, a psych band from Austin, Texas, called the Black Angels, and their song "Phosphine Dreams." Phosphine Dreams. Yes. What's phosphine Dreams. What's Phosphine? Uh, like phosphate, but what? Eni? I don't know. The fuck? Um, look, it, the song was released in uh, 2010. Um, it was last year that they released uh, their last album, which is phenomenal. And I've forgotten what. Oh, Death Song. It's called the Death Song. Um, if you're not familiar with the Black Angels, listen to the. You can the tell you work on radio the way you talk. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Next. 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 All right. I'm not paying it out. I'm just saying. You can tell. I'm saying you can tell. That's probably a good thing. Uh, I've got Fane's Dreams. Well, there you go. They're actually um, my friends. Um, it used to be a trio, but now it's uh, a four-piece. No, not the Fane's. It's Fane's. Fane's. So they play 
sort Hot of ex- experimental commish. Commish? Um, commish. Commish sort of German electro type of music. But that was actually a cover of Fleetwood Mac's song, Dreams. Oh, really? Yes. So they covered Fleetwood it. Mac. But Thanes, um, so that is Mike, Christian, Liz, and Mikhail. Oh, Mikhail. Um, yeah. Plays the drums. Um, yeah, the drummer. But yeah, hopefully they will uh, be playing uh, again soon. Yeah. Um, yes, great local band. Mm, yeah, they're the so things are the they're the ones with the drummer and the cat. Yeah, Mikhail. Mikhail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, my turn. Uh, going to a band from Melbourne called Redcoats. I don't know whether they exist anymore. Um, but they were pretty damn cool when this song came out. Uh, the song's called Dream Shaker. Dream Shaker. Yeah. Why did you like shake your chest just Because <laughs> it's a bit. Shaker. Oh, look, it's. You gotta it's move a when you say shaker. Yeah, yeah, gotta move. <laughs> gotta, gotta shake those dreams. Um, Is that what you call? Yeah, that's what they call. That's what they call. That's what I say to the boys. I'll show you. Dream cans. I'll show you my dreams. Dream cans. Oh, that's there's a deep cut personal joke that no one will get. Uh, okay. Next. <laughs> Next is uh, um, VOC's The Dream. Oh my god! Like you keep going to the ones I'm going to say. 2001 Psych Garage. Yes. Carrying Crawl of the Dream. I don't know what that means. So that it comes from that. From the album or double album, uh, the OCs, I spoke about them on the other podcast. Uh, they are now called OCs, simply OCs, extra. Um, I have about 15 albums. They are a just tremendous band that just released so much music. They are very creative, very different, and... Um, I've had the pleasure of seeing them live a couple of times in Adelaide. And the first time, uh, it was, um, down Peel Street where, um, it's, it's where the old St. Vinnie's used to be on Peel Street in Adelaide. And then it turned to format. So it was a bit of a, um, like a basement kind of room and it was, you know, uh, not very high ceilings and it was a stinker of a night with, you know, humid, like over 30 degrees, humid, all these people crammed in this basically like dungeon of a space and this garage site band just playing. It, it was, yeah, very, um, very trippy, um, great atmosphere. And I touched the walls and it's like the walls were. Why running? Sweating. Ugh, okay, yeah, worse. It was like a sauna. Wow. But yeah, check out OCs. Nice. From the States. What are we up to? And it's my turn now, actually. Oh. You've, you've taken I my song. Oh, the OCs. Um, so I've gone with Waves, another US band. Uh, the song is called I Can't Dream. They're a surfy kind of band, oh, okay. surf garage. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen them play a few times before as well. I've got a friend who is in a surfy Mexican mm. band. Yes. Chica Chica Electra. Yes. 
I've heard of that band. Yeah. I think I may have even interviewed them once Frank on Radio Radio. Starling is the lead singer. Cannot remember. You may have interviewed, I think you have interviewed. Oh, no, maybe you didn't. Um, I got another friend in Electric Six Pants. I know that band. Yeah. I have played their songs yes. on radio. Yes, they're um, actually recording their latest album. Oh, cool. Speak. Awesome. So you should be getting songs soon. Getting yes. something at 3D Radio. Yes, Fantastic. and watch the the singer. She's got some other projects happening. So exciting cool. times ahead for that particular artist. Um, and for Adelaide Music. Absolutely, and for female voices and lead artists. So always good to see. We mm-hmm. never have enough. I don't think we have enough in the industry anyway, but. Um, it's always nice to see uh, local artists with um, you know, strong female lead, yeah, or or any musician mm. in a band. I, I I still think there's nothing sexier than a, a female bass player. Personal preference. I hope I don't sound sexist, mm. but um, something about a woman keeping rhythm. Again, that sounds horribly sexist. I didn't mean to, especially up top from anyway, that white so, room today. So <laughs> feel like I'm, I'm pulling down the show. No, no, it's just okay. It's okay. okay so I'm I, digging I, the hole. I will add. I will add that um, 3D Radio has always um, done, uh, you know, as much as it can to support local music, mm-hmm. um, to support diversity, and you know females within their music and we actually uh we can we've crunched some numbers and we play and it's you know nowhere where it should be but still um about a third of the music we play um has female um, members in the bands or singers etc yeah so um and and also the fact that you know we have an extreme high percentage of Australian artists as well as local. Local but, yeah, artists, we're yeah. doing um, we're doing more to have more female voices on the radio. Fantastic. Yeah. Good to hear. Mm. Good to hear. Very good. We need more of that. All right, I'm going to pick my next one. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've got The Sword. Oh, yes. Um, Astria's Dream. Is, am I saying that right? Australia's Dream? Australia's Dream, yes. It's it's an instrumental song. Um, they're a stoner band. They were going... Oh, yeah, fantastic. they they, um, they released an album this year and they were actually um, on tour or were going to be playing, but there was... I think there was... A, a, there was a death. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not within the band, but, you know... F- family, a member of one of the band members uh-huh. um, passed away, something like that, so that's why they couldn't make it here. Um, yeah. Excellent. So, so I, I think three, we're done. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, you got two more. Oh, you've, no, no, we'll go quicker now. Okay, well, maybe I'll do uh, something that's um, maybe you'll know. I hope, hope these, you're highlighting all these so I can um, the, the Cranberries. Dreams. No, it was I it was a song that was quite popular. It was very melodic. It um, wasn't the cover of Gabrielle's song. No, 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 no. Beautiful oh, song. Beautiful yeah. song. Oh, it was. Uh, um, let's see. It was released 
in uh, a lot of early 2000s. I was going to say cranberries, it would be 90s, 2000s. 93. She died a while ago, didn't she? This year. It was this year, was yeah. it? Yeah. Um, they're saying it was accidental drowning. Uh, mm. Yeah. In a bathtub. Did she have to let it linger? Bad joke. Bad joke. Not in Very, yeah, not that was funny. not tasteful at all. We lost, we lost a big bucket of wind. Okay, so do we... All right, that so was my mine. Turn. Yeah. You have another one. Um, I've got uh, the pretty things walking through my dreams. Yeah, we've already done that one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go the one above that, Master Apprentices Living a Child's Dream. Okay. Master's Apprentices, Adelaide Band from the <laughs> 60s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, good song. Yeah. Um, that... They were a phenomenal 60s. So back in the 60s, Adelaide was like it. So you know how now yeah, Melbourne is sort of. Come out and Barnsley and. Yep. Yeah. Um, Twilights, um, them, uh, Zoot. They, Zoot had the really cool cover of Eleanor Rigby, the real kind of rocky one. If you haven't listened no, to it, check it. it out. Zoot, Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. Um, red gum. What? Red gum. I was only nineteen. Yeah. Uh, Come on, you know. The yeah, the Vietnam War. Yeah, the Vietnam War. Yeah, song. That's real. Uh, but yes, yeah, Masters Paul Apprentices. Cover, probably. Masters. Or was that Hilltops? Hilltops. Masters Apprentices were a great band from Adelaide in the sixties, seventies. And uh, that was one of their earlier songs. Mm. You got one more. See, you stole some of mine, and now I'm. Uh, yeah. Let's have a look. Make sure you're making the what adjustments. Do I, I am making the adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to go with Tame Impala, Apocalypse Dreams. Um, if no. you don't know who Tame Impala are, I don't know what rock you've been living under. Oh, uh, look, look, you probably could have been living under a rock in the last maybe two years, mm-hmm. but prior to that, no. Right. No excuse. It sounds like a, a, a 80s from Perth. Band. No, they're a band from Perth that were formed right. um, maybe 10 ish years ago. Um, they kind of started the the sixties psych prog revival oh, in a way. Revival. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. I think we're done. And I think no, we've, no, I've got one more. Uh, one more. Last one. Okay. Is the uh, fleeing minds dreamlike days? Which one? The fleeing minds dreamlike days. That one. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nine, ten. Yep. So yeah. we've got twenty songs. I think we. We weren't gonna. Songs. I love how <laughs> I started to. Well, I say ten, but then I've got this idea of doing this other thing. Well, that was kind of fun, really. Now I've got a lot of songs I've got to listen to because most of this, these lips is I'm, all new to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this, and it's. I'm. Not, I'm looking forward to re-listening to these. Yeah. Because some of these are I've forgotten what they are as well. So these will be on our social media. 
Do you know where our social media, where people can find us on our social media? No. It's, it's asked for, asked for, A-S-K-E-D, asked for pod. So that's Facebook. That sounds like a mouthful. Asked for pod. Well, it's a shortening of what you asked for podcast, which can be quite a mouthful. So figure asked for pod. So that's, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You can find us all there. Um, you can always say email. No one emails us, but if carry pigeon, <sighs> yep, carry smoke pigeon. signals, yep, yep, SOS like not or, SOS like Morse code. Yep, that's what I meant. They can do all that at okay. asked for pod SKED. Can you send me an email? Just make sure it works. Because email me. All right, I'll reply. All right, I promise I'll reply. Okay, we'll, we'll seek you out. Um, so, um, I was going to sign off, but no, sorry. Yeah, we're, we're um, going to sign off. Yes, yeah, your job. That's my job. Okay. So, I'm Max. Um, yeah, and I've been your co-host, Sia Morrison, usually a curator, but um, I'm- Of Week and Chubby. Yeah, no, this has been fun. This I've really enjoyed being the, the bystander and, and going along for the ride. I know how Daniela feels now. She's- you know, she's usually the co-host, so gets to just ride on my very awkward tales of last-minute pres- <laughs> preparations. Uh, but this has been fun. I think you should host Gant. I should host Definitely. Um, this should be a part two because we barely touched the surface. We have. We've barely and touched the surface. And I went on some tangents, and um, yeah. I hope they weren't too disappointing um, always research what we put out there as well. Find out for yourself. Do your own homework. But this is fun. Dreams That's are right. really and comment. Yeah, and comment and get involved in the social media. Be a part of the community, as we call it, our Qsters, because even our universe needs stars. Um, the asked for universe. <laughs> it's been a while since I've plugged that, um, but. No, thank you, Mars, for um, thank you for, for, for coming on. Hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, um, so we always end the show by saying, um, "May your weekend be chubby," or a variation of that. So you okay. May your weekend be may chubby for my arms or something. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say. Yeah. Yep. We'll edit this bit out. Okay, cool, cool. Well, may your weekend be the chubbiest of the chubster. The chubbiest of the chubster? Yeah. Weekend chubby. Who's the chubster? <laughs> the fuck me? You that <laughs> you're the, oh, you're the chubster. I'm the chubster. Oh. That, so that's your new host name. The I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm Mugs the Chubster, the new host of the Weekend Chubby. Coming at you. That was brilliant. Oh, I'm glad you're taking over. I'm I get to resign this shit. Not taking over. Please. I've signed Please. out. What about you, oh, CM? Okay. Um, and, and thank you. Oh, 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 I shouldn't be talking. I'm done. Okay, this is where I'm finished. Did I say goodbye? Goodbye.
Uh, uh, goodbye. See ya. Want to watch a movie but not alone? Then listen to our What You Ask For movie commentaries, where we give our take on some of the most popular movies out there. And we also like to play some movie games, so you can join in on the fun with us. Thanks for listening. This has been a What You Ask For podcast, part of the Asked For universe. Thanks for listening. <laughs>